Hey, everybody. This is Mel and Brooke from Mom's Art 2. Okay, before we start the episode, stop listening right now and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you want to watch us make a fool of ourselves, subscribe to our YouTube channel at Mom's Art 2 and get video episodes each week. All right, on to the show. (laughs) (laughs) We are just two moms in search of inspiration. While creating questionable comedy. Moms are too. <laughs> Silly. <laughs> Silly. <laughs> you know you never say the two or the one. Oh, that's true. That's true. I was counting down. Uh, you know you learned. If you learned anything from Wayne's World, it's that's don't true. Say and then you the do the sweep. And you sweep, and you do the finger sweep, right? To, well, the the scoop. Well, a scooping is scoop. more of a finger bang. Oh, scooping, two finger, two finger scoop. Oh, okay, but the swipe, the swipe is the end. There you go. Do you front to back? Back to front. You never want to go. I think with the scoop, you can go back to front. front. Oh yeah, because I started you in never the front. Want to bring it around. That's true. Diseases, bacterial <laughs> infections. <laughs> Yummy infection. Um, well, we're so excited everybody's here to <laughs> hi Brooke how are you uh, Mel I'm you know I'm doing much better today than I have been I think it was because we recorded we had like a work day together and uh, yeah. it's just all, again it's almost like I'm like revived again from my day Shit. I mean everything is going great in my life I'm not going to yeah. complain it's just it's a lot. tough yeah there's a lot going on um, but you just like grind through. You just gotta grind. Yeah, and then have friends like you that you can like connect with and hang out and work and talk and <laughs> yeah. And we I work feel like and talk for our job. Well, and and I think that was part of the problem too over the last couple of months. It's been job, 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 and home, 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 home. That's so even been, when you yeah. and I have been together, it's been we got to get this done. Super serious. Yeah. <laughs> and then now I feel like us talking today about work and. And making plans and all that stuff, we kind of felt. I felt. I felt like okay, Brooke and I are getting back to us. Ooh, Charlie and I do that too. We're like, we got to get back to us. Well, we are like work wives, so it's I the same thing. It's our a marriage. Like a marriage. I agree. It's not just about the kid, quote unquote, podcast. It's about our right. relationship. Right. You're absolutely right. Because even today, you were like, we haven't even hung out as friends. I know. It's we have true. to nurture our relationship. At the same time, we are putting in the work, right? We have to feed that relationship things like Charlie's delicious home cooking and yeah. a, a, a great cocktail or a glass of and champagne. Vodka. And vodka. We still have to go through that bottle of vodka that Mark Gross got me for my birthday. By the way. Oh, <laughs> great segue. Right? Okay, so <laughs> this is a bonus episode of Mark Gross. And technically... We were going to make it just a bonus episode, but there's too much good information in it. Uh, he really talks about how to become a writer on like a staff writer or a writer's assistant to get in the room to be a writer for TV, film, all that stuff, which I think is freaking huge. Mm-hmm. Now, we are technically in the middle right now, as we're taping, in the middle of a writer's strike. Mm-hmm. The WGA is striking and... 
Um, so we don't know where by the time this airs, it might be over and we don't know. But so this might be moot because you might not ever be able to become a writer. You know what? It's good to know. <laughs> it's good to know your options. I mean, it's good to know how it used to be. Well, so this interview is going to be great, especially regardless, honestly, if you're going to be want to be a writer or be in the writer's room, I think yeah. that there's like this secret um, behind yeah. the scenes that people are. Um, who watch the shows, you're genuinely interested yeah. in like how that all works and how somebody gets into that. Like who is, how do you even, there's not like you'd go to school to be a showrunner. You know what I mean? You can't. That's not how it works. Yeah. It's like saying right. I'm going to school to be an actor and then you get out of college and they're like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, okay. but that's still like a thing. Yeah. Like there's acting conservatories. There's there's not like a showrunning conservatory. There's not. Do you know I want I mean? to be an executive producer and they're like, okay. Where do I sign up? Right. How do I study that? <laughs> um, yeah. So this is, a, this is a really good one. I'm excited about. So yeah, this was at a pre-taped. This was um, from, when did his episode come out? In uh, March? Like a month ago, yeah. Month and a half ago. Yeah. And this is just some extra bits. Because his uh, interview was so great. These are Mark's Groats, Mark Gross's bits, <laughs> which he'll appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Mark Gross's bits. <laughs> it's time for our industry insider. What? Okay, Mark Gross is an executive producer. He started out as a stand-up comic. He's executive producer, showrunner. Uh, he was under contract. He has done many, many things, worked with very big names, and he's incredibly talented. And we are here now to get his insight and uh, path to how you two can become you a too. staff writer on Mike and Molly. <laughs> oh, you two. You two. You two. Ted. Um, how you can become a staff writer on camera. Mike and Molly and be under contract in a network. Just like Judy Garland. I remember back in the day, people yeah. talking about being a writer in the writer's room and you normally start out as a writer's assistant. Mm -hmm. Is that still kind of the case? I mean, it's everybody's journey is different. Like for me, yeah. I, you know, was a comic who developed a show and so I didn't, you know, I didn't really have to be a writer's assistant. Yeah. But it's, that's the more general path. I think the more familiar one. You know, you graduate, you think there's these kids graduate from USC Law or law school, film school, for example, and then they're a PA okay. on the show, and then eventually they hang out, which I recommend to everybody. Like, be a, be on the lot as much as you can, because the more people see you, the more they're comfortable, and they're like, oh my God, that's, oh, what yeah. happened? And they, you know, it becomes a comfortability, and yeah. and then you kind of bring up, oh, I got a script, you know, like, and it's okay to do that. It's fine to, to do yeah. that. I think you should do that. You have to promote yourself, because people aren't going to, if they don't know, they're not going to, yeah. I always try and help everybody. And that I always go, what do you want to do? Because I can tell people are afraid to say it. They're going to get fired or something for asking. So anyways, but that's generally the PA. And then you become a writer's assistant. Then ideally you get staffed and then you work your way up the, the ranks. And the writer's So going back on that, though, you said working as a PA. So you got out of college. What if you just moved out here from Idaho? How do you um, get in that situation to be on a lot. Like I've heard spec scripts. I've heard you being an EP, right? right? When mm -hmm. you were an EP and you had to staff up, mm -hmm. how did you, not only through people that you trusted and knew, but how would you staff up with writer's assistants and stuff? What was their path? Right. Um, you know, to be honest, it's, it's, it's sort of going back to what I just said. It was networky. Like I go, wait a minute. Oh, okay. I go, Mateo was a PA, for example. My friend okay, Mateo okay. Gomez was a PA. 
I go, he would write our lunch orders and get it. And he would yeah. write funny things, you know, and then some writers were like, this guy shouldn't be doing jokes on the, th-. and I go, he's trying to let us know that he's a, don't he's be a funny. dick. Yeah. Like let the guy. So anyways, I was always defending, but anyways, but I, I hired Mateo. Like I chose Mateo. I go, are you fast on the keys? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he, and he was, it's a really hard job. Writer's assistant is incredibly hard. It would be like someone sitting here now and typing down the, in our conversation that we're having. Right? Yeah, 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 it's like that. So it's 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 very difficult. And you have to prove it. it's a really hard job. One of the most important jobs and 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 one of the most difficult. Uh, but anyways, um, but most important for sure. Anyways, uh, uh, so you know that that's that's generally how I did it. I would find someone who who I or my friend, uh, you know, uh, my assistant, for example. And I had a show that that I created that went on the show at CBS last year. My assistant was this girl named Phoebe and her mother and I were writers on a show years back. And she, and I remembered her as this little girl and she goes, Phoebe just graduated from college. She's looking, and I go, absolutely. So I, I hired her based on Gail, but I, I interviewed her. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like get in the, get around the industry as much as you can. Cause you're going to meet people and that's going to lead to something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it, it's, Oh my God, the kid was so nice or the kid was funny or whatever. Yeah. Like just be present and be in people's make yourself known yeah. Go, you know, my my friend uh, Hugo, who now is an animator at, at Warner Brothers, um, he got a job. He just went on a tour on a tram, like the Warner Brothers tram. Then he got off the tram and he was like, and he, he'd drawn cartoons his whole life. He drew, yeah. drew, drew, and he went on this one. He got off the tram. He walks to the, the um, HR office and goes, I want a job here. <gasps> and they go, okay, well, what do you, well, we have a thing in security or craft? And he goes, I'll take craft. Because he knew yeah. that he'd be the actors and writers would be yeah. on and so he did that. It was on Mike and Molly, as a matter of fact. And then Melissa McCarthy saw Hugo every day. He would talk to us. She ended up um, using his drawing for her. She had a movie she did called Tammy. And she chose Hugo's uh, on the billboard. Like her yeah. character, Tammy's wearing this T-shirt. And there's like a bear. Like her head is the head yes. of the bear. And holding this Mahalo thing. That was Hugo's drawing that he did for her. And it ended up. And so she gave him a break. But again, yeah. he just applied for a job in a lot. And it leads to. An, and now Hugo has more work than he can handle. And, yeah. and I remember him going, God, I don't know if I'm ever going to, you know, I can't, can't imagine having a job. And now he has to turn stuff down. Yeah. He's, he did Big Bang Theory. He did. Uh, what's he doing now? Lopez. He's doing Night Court. He's oh, yeah. doing all these different shows. And he's the, the artist though. for all the those. The new Night Court. Yeah, the new Night Court. Do you feel okay about that? Yeah, I haven't, I, I haven't, I haven't seen it. I like. Yeah. No, I probably don't like it. I don't know that I'm going to like it. I'll like well, it. Well, it's... Are I'm, we that age now where we're like, oh, night I'm trying court. to redo uh, Night Court? They can't, re- like, what if they do, like, MASH or another something? Another reboot. Mm. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, MASH is too... I don't think no. you can... That's, that's they a, just did. That's it a ballsy one. All Quiet on the Western Front. That was so awful. I loved it. I know you did. It's stupid. Did you watch All Quiet on the Western Front? I did. I did, did watch you? it. It was... Uh, it was like a circle jerk. It's... if just inform the listeners... If you want something lighthearted, something comedic, <laughs> if you had a hard day and you want a good belly laugh, I really recommend All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. It's heart branching and it's, 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 you know, whatever. It's a very, it's, a rem- it's just a reminder. That is. It's like a whole real thing. Or, or I understand. We're getting into this on Sunday. We're doing oh, an Oscar are. show oh, okay. or whatever. Right. And it's like, I mean, you're welcome to talk about it, but mm-hmm. I have, I have too much to say about that movie. Hey, everybody. I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about this new thing that we found is called Moonlight. It's amazing. We're still reading to our kids at night. And I can be honest with you, sometimes it's tedious because we're reading the same book over and over and over and over. 
Well, let me tell you, Moonlight is incredible. The magic of Moonlight is simple. It's the experience of reading together with a projection on the wall because tablets, yes, are a staple for many families and digital books can be overstimulating sometimes for little kids. And honestly, they leave little room for imagination. But Moonlight bridges the gap between traditional and digital books. There are playful projections, vivid sound effects, and read-along features make this multi-sensory story time a delight. Moonlight is here to help you create imagination-filled, interactive bedtimes for your whole family and make story time magical again. Use the code MOONLIGHT10 with our link to get an extra 10% off your purchase. It's very cool. So at any rate, yeah, that's uh, that that was, you know, I, I recommend just being being in people's just be around it. What you want to do, be around and it will it, it, it those things lead to things. You know, yeah. um, as far as like po- like going on the, the I guess there's some website with Writers Guild website, WGA website where you you post your stuff and all this stuff. Like, I don't know how any of that works because I've never done it, but yeah. I understand there's some path that way. But if, if it were me, I would, I would just start, uh, take any job you can get within the industry. So what Anything. should you have? That's very good advice. What should you have prepared? If you were a writer right. or wanted to be a writer or a writer's assistant, what should you, I have so many plants on my head. I kept feeling like I had a spider on me. Well, typically we have costumes. We've changed our backdrop. Usually we have all of our costumes back here. And she usually has her hair up. This no, and it's caught in like oh, in the sequence. (laughs) Is it really? She goes to like lean forward, and she's like, (laughs) "Yeah, we're very professional, Mark. Listen, yeah." Listen. We got it together. Um, we're only in our second year. We're in our infancy. You guys are killing it. We're we're learning how to walk. What was your spec? You you wrote oh, yeah. a spec script. Is that I still did. relevant? I know that it keeps yes. going back and forth. With like- look, all, all I can say is what I would do. Okay, this yeah. is what I would do. I would recommend to everybody who go, well, I need to write a. I mean, what are the multicams that are on now? Bob Hart's every show. If you're if you're writing, a, it used to be like you write a spec of an existing show. Right. There aren't that many multicams on right now currently, which mm-hmm. is just it's all the ebb and flow. I'm telling you, I've heard since I started this, it, multicams are dead. It's oh, and they no never way. are. I've I've worked in it ever since. It's the only thing I've ever done. Like it's, it's, I, I've given up on the, the listening to that crap, but um, I don't, I personally, I wouldn't recommend writing a spec for an existing show. I would write something completely original. Like um, even if you're trying to get staffed on that show, like if I had a show and someone wrote a, a script for my show that I'd yeah. created, yeah. I'd be like, I would be less interested in what, reading that. He's better than me. Right. Yeah, exactly. Say, like, Who's this trash. asshole? Yeah. No, I would be more interested in seeing what your voice is and what you're going to bring to the show. That's different. Like and yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and and for two reasons. Well, I you say, write a multicam spec script, right? That's you don't what write I would like do. an hour long single cam. Well, you could. Whatever, I mean, it depends but, on what you want to do. I mean, yeah, you know. Uh, but if you want to get stepped on your show, you wouldn't come in with a single cam half hour. You would come in with a tone. Probably yes. I would. I would at, be frankly. more for because multicam is basically it's a play. You're yeah, pointing yeah. four cameras at a play and you're shooting. That's it. Right. So that's you have three four sets. Then a bunch of swing sets. So I like it, it. It focuses on character. Like now, and so it shows me that you can write character and and lean dialogue. It's really crisp. Yeah. That doesn't yeah, waste yeah. words. That kind of thing. Um, so that's great. But I wouldn't be. I, I would want to know if it was multicam. I would want to know that you can write multicam because there's a rhythm and a music to it. Yeah. It's not like. Um, 
just free think like, oh, it's not yeah. like single where it's just these long, it's not like Coffin. Sorkin or, or yeah. Gilmore, oh, Girl, Sorkin, yeah. Gilmore yeah. Girls or whatever. It's just, you know, like it's a oh, different, it's, it's more short, crisp. So I would want to know that you could do that. You yeah. know what I mean? But everyone, it's a band. A staff is a band. It's a musical band. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a band. So it's like everyone plays a different instrument, right? So when you're in the room and I, I like room writing rather than sending people off on script, just because I think it keeps the, the tone more consistent yeah, on the show. Yeah. That's what we always did on Mike and Molly. And um, so you're going to be like, okay, like on Mike and Molly, for example, I, I figured out what, you, you kind of settle in to go, whose voice am I? And, you know, who do I, like I wrote a, a, like um, Mike's mom. I, I wrote, uh, you know, Rondi yeah, Reed, yeah, t- yeah, Tony yeah. award-winning Love actress, Rondi Reed from, uh, um, oh my God, Wicked, right? Yeah. Ronnie Reed. So anyways, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I was good with her character because I grew up with, you know, that was kind of my dad, you know, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So, and, uh, and then Lou and then Susie Kurtz. And, Having sex. And, right. <laughs> That's all I'm going to think about. And I would pitch occasionally for Melissa, you know, for Molly and Mike and all this stuff, but, but I, I figured out who I was and what I was. And that's kind of what yeah. you do. And then if you're lucky and you have a great staff, everyone kind of goes, it's like, bah, 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 bah. Yeah. everybody kind of weighs in. You're like, ah, ah. And then you're just, the script just flows and it's great. Cause yeah, everybody, yeah, yeah. but, um, that's that's multicam. That's that's from my experience of multicam. Not for every show. Every show's different. But um, so that's why I'm like, I just want to see that you can do that with your spec. Uh, but it doesn't. It's like if if you if you have a really original single cam, I'm not going to be like, well, this guy. I'm not going to staff this because it's still character. Right. right it's still right, funny. Right. Story. Yeah. But it, it, ideally, they write a, a show that if it's if single or multi, it's specific to the to the show you're staffing. But I would recommend just write what is your strength. Don't try to write something for someone. Or that's like, I want this voice or that voice. I want your voice. What's your voice? Because that's the, otherwise you're pretending and eventually you're going to get caught. You're going to be like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And, but if you just write your voice, you're honestly going, this is who I am. Well, you like it or do you not like it? Like, that's the way to do it. Because you'll find your slot. Right, exactly. And then someone will be like, oh my God, whoever will be like, this guy is is the perfect thing. That's so Bukowski. That's, that's, <laughs> I'm just going to write what I write. And I don't care if you like it or not. And yeah. that's just what and that's it is. What it is. doing it for you. This yeah. is, but most people don't have the have courage to do, to do that because they're afraid they're embarrassed by their voice. They go, oh, this isn't like anything else. So maybe it's not we good. Have this bag, because we're creatives, I think sometimes we, all of our work oftentimes can start from coming from approval of others, right? Mm-hmm. Your parents, the uh, general theater in your, area, your high school choir coach, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And so then we leave that environment and we come out here and we think it's the same thing. Like I'm going to get all my work from approval Mm -hmm. of others. And we forget that all of the work will come through being prepared, Mm -hmm. knowing your art and being good at it Mm -hmm. and then making yourself visible and being, and Mm -hmm. then being in a position where you will be able to accept luck. Right. And luck is meeting the people that will are, are hitting that right note for you. Well, it's continually doing the work, right? Yeah. Because you're always going to come around people that don't see your comedy, much mm-hmm. like you were talking about in the That guy's a hair piece guy. The, 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 the tiny agent. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I just had this visual that he was like miniature. Who's not in like, the industry you know, anymore. He's literally this agent. Yeah, yeah. He's a tiny little um, guy. He was like an army man. <laughs> yeah. 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 And he was like trying to tell you. Yeah. I'll tell um, you, Mark, gross. <laughs> tiny but you're going to come across all those kinds of people. It's good, right? and you and need so, them. Right, what, but you, yeah. you keep doing the work. You keep putting it out there regardless. You're going to come across. But see, again, come across, where we... She just said, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yes, come across. Duh. <laughs> is, it, is it a Midwest thing? I say, I'm I from know. Indiana. Come Look, across? I say jury. I'm Nebraska. Yeah. Jury. You know, like my she says library. Library? Library. My mother-in-law says that. Like, if we're, I'm talking quick. Yeah. I know and what I you're know saying. What it is. I know the dialect. I know what you're saying. But if I 
really right. wanted to be. A he special. understands accents. You're good. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. Point is, is though, if you continue doing the work and you're not worried about what everybody's going to say, because if you can, if you are constantly concerned with everyone's going to say, yeah. you're going to give up. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah. You I can't. Mean, that's the least of your concern. But it's hard to have that leap of faith. I mean, you guys were bringing up yeah. MASH earlier, right? Yeah. It's whoever brought that up. Okay. You did. No, was it Mel? Me okay, thank you. My... Okay. So imagine if that person was like, okay, I have this idea for their show. Imagine pitching MASH. <laughs> all right, I got an idea. Point. It's the Korean War. Point. All right. It's a comedy. <laughs> And it's going to have the, like, you'd be like, what the, and it was yeah. a dramedy, I guess. Yeah, yeah but, right? but that didn't exist. But it was back hysterically then, yeah. funny. It was, it was it a was brilliant funny. show. One of the most important shows of our, of our generation, if yes. not history, entire there was drag. history. There was, yes. yeah. Well, if you Race conversation. if you didn't fall asleep for the intro, like the, yeah. the, the, the music. Oh, man, that is true. Na-na-na-na-na-na. It came on at like 730 Na-na-na-na-na. and I was like snuggling to the husband pillow. But, yeah. but imagine if that person was like, well, this is stupid. No one's going to lie. Like, imagine if that show didn't get yeah. pitched because the guy was like going, well, I don't know. Like, you have to. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not all pitches sound great. Imagine pitching friends. I always tell writers this. I go, yeah. for me, low concept is, um, I used to just be this, and I still, I'm a big fan of low concept. Imagine pitching friends. Okay, what do you got? Okay. The show's going to be a huge hit. All right. It's going to be the biggest hit. Arguably the biggest multi Not only is the show going to be big on network. This thing called streaming is going to come later. Okay. I'm talking to a guy that knows the future somehow. Yeah. And he goes, and it's going to be, it's going to set records on streaming on this thing called Netflix that you don't know about for the next 30 years. Like you'd be like, oh, I'm listening. Go ahead. It's these six people and they're friends and they hang out in this coffee shop and they like talk about life and like we see what's going on with them and stuff. I'd be like, <laughs> get out of here. Like I would never, yeah. I'd be like, what are you going to call it? But That's it, like it, Seinfeld. Right. Like they're yeah, going to yeah. talk about a show stupid, about mundane yeah. Yeah. shit in life. So That's it's true, it's hard to pitch low con- and, and things that don't seem obvious are oftentimes the most successful things. The reason I say that is because you have to believe in this vision. You have to be like, I see it, even if nobody else does. And then yeah. find the other person that sees it and then you're in business. Yeah, it's not me. I don't agree with you yeah. on anything. Don't touch You me. see it. I do see <laughs> it. And I see it. <laughs> oh, Mark, that was really good. Do you have anything else to say? Mm. I mean, I'm sure you do. Yeah, what, um, have, what have we missed that you uh, tell the world? Oh, my! you asked about my my oh. shitty spec script. Oh, yeah. Oh. What is the actual? <laughs> That's how I acknowledge someone. He's like, yeah. That's actually I how just, she acknowledges people. Okay. So I, yeah. I knocked yeah. you out. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, yeah, I, I just remembered spec? it. It was, I had this idea for, because I, I grew up in, and when I was in college, I lived in this house with these uh Five guys. There were six of us in one house. Okay. And we had one bathroom. It was just never. So smelly. Did you start a pizza company? Sounds so smelly, no, doesn't that, it? I, I should have. Uh, yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, I should have. That sounds like a better I'm script than what I wrote. All right. So, and I was, so I, I was, it was my first role. Like after I had created a show, this was, you know, co-created. Um, I was going, what's my next? And I go, wait a minute, you write what I know. And I kind of. So the idea was these these guys graduated from college. There was this time we graduated from college, but none of us wanted to get actual jobs. A bunch of the guys were going, well, shit, we have our degrees. We don't and so my yeah. idea was there's these guys, there were these brothers, and they were they had this this shitty band that wasn't very good, but was doing, you know, just kind of getting started. And so my thought was instead of getting jobs, so we can still have our band, I go, why don't we convert our house into an old folks' home? So it was like these young guys, these two guys who then have elderly people move in with them. And then they make, it's like a roommate that you're making a shitload of money off of. Yeah. And that was the concept of the show. And so these, because I thought it was funny to have a contrast of old voice with young, but it was in theory. Now I'm going, but it's not like a, such it a bad It doesn't sound pitch. like that bad of a But pitch. it was, it was sh- like, I went back and read it. I go, this is sh- it was so shitty. It was horribly executed. 
Um, it was, you know, it was just joke driven. It wasn't, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, I didn't understand. Uh, I don't know. I think there's something to it because it, old people can't hear you guys practicing in the basement. No, that's, true. That's, that's true. No, but the script sucked. The script wasn't good. He has to start over. The concept, yeah. though. The concept is like it's pitchable. Yeah, I could probably, some, I mean, that's, again, that's if a If you're pitch. looking for something to do. All right. If you went to a room, okay, these young people, they convert their house to an old folks. <laughs> that would probably be like, okay, I'm, you know. Yeah, actually, that's true. But it was, it was horribly executed, and it was it was, it was not good. And it was it's corny, and it was like, ugh. I but as writers, you got to keep writing and keep writing right. and keep writing. Or and stop then. writing when people tell you that it's ready to go. She doesn't stop well, writing. Well, I don't stop. Yeah. But she I can I can barely stand anything that I've written before to go back and reread it. And I'm like, oh, you know what I mean? So yeah, I'm like, Ugh. the two of them. I'm There's like, this some is great. Things, yeah, yeah, there. I have some stuff like if we had produced ten years ago, yeah. and yeah. we're trying to like rehash it. And I'm looking at it, going, nah. But that was me ten years ago. Right. Like I don't know. And so how can I make it now? And then I just go, ah. But if it's timeless, I like yeah. that you lifted your leg for the fart. Right? <laughs> Well, um, she's very the cheek lift but uh, if it's, share. but if it's a timeless pitch uh you know then yeah. then you can yeah, revisit yeah. it i've done that before and timeless I like pitch yeah if it's timeless if it's not trendy itself. oh okay yeah uh, that's no. what I, I think the the, the storyline is timeless but yeah. then you know but the material needs a little right update. a little updating sure that's normal yeah right. yeah so anyways but yeah i i think uh you know, you, you know, like I said, you just keep cranking, man. And, and don't, uh, you know, f trust your voice. Make sure it's your voice. That's the most important thing. That's I'd say. big. Yeah. Yeah. Your voice, man. Oh, thank you, Marcos. Yep. We appreciate you. And you're going to change everybody out there. The two people, Ted uh, is one of them. It's very intelligent. Andres. Oh, He's and Andres. Too. Oh, Andres is a writer too. Oh, yeah, thank God you're writers. on. Because oh, you have two people that you're reaching, which oh, is good. amazing. Right. Well, well, hopefully was, I said something of use. I doubt. I mean, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Moms are too. Got something to tell you right now. Today. Oh. You know you always hear, this guy does it all. Yeah. Well, how does he do it? Huh. Because he has cauliflower ear. You don't mess with someone with cauliflower ear. That you is a fact. You just don't do that. That is a fact. Holy no. Wow, you made it through the whole episode. We really appreciate that. And you know what else we would really appreciate? If you went to Apple Podcast or wherever you listen and rate and review Moms Are Too. It really helps us so much and lets other future listeners get an idea of what they're getting themselves into. That's right. <laughs> Moms Art 2 is produced by Rob Adler with Brooklyn Frequency. Music by Kai Sample. 